Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And welcome to RC Dronecast. Yes, it's the online show about everything with drones and RC aviations. I'm Jeff Zayas, and here's the rest of the panel. Dwayne Myers here. And Dustin Myers down here in sunny South Florida. And we're, uh, the last week uh, up here in PA, it's been windy as all get out. Um, so, yeah, not much flying for me. Uh, but a couple stories, though, with respect to some of the flying that I did do. Um, and we'll jump into that in a second. Uh, how about uh, you, Dustin? How much flying did you get in? Oh, man, this past weekend I was at CFL FPV uh, 2017 Northwest of Orlando, Florida. Uh, it was a pretty good meet. Um, that's probably the most I've flown in one weekend my whole life. I probably did 50 packs in the Mini Quad. I did about six packs in the Mavic. Um, I bought a little flying wing, so yeah, it was a good, uh, good weekend for RC. So Awesome. Yeah, and I I did about six flights, maybe, maybe a little bit more. I've been having a problem with my uh, NVIDIA Shield now and trying to figure out why it's crashing with the DJI app. And I still haven't figured it out, so I'm going to roll it back to Marshmallow Android 6.0, and that should correct the problem. But I've been flying and crashing, not crashing, flying and app crashing, you know, and... Uh, it's 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 kind of sad because you you know all of a sudden you're going you've been recording for about you know eight minutes and bam it's kind of, the recording still takes place but it just the app dies and then I have to relaunch it and it's not fun it's not confidence yeah. uh, the 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 whole Android thing is is semi complex right with all the different devices and all the different variations of Android that's available and even manufacturers make their own tweaks to the operating system yeah. of their devices. So, um, yeah, it's a shame. It uh, is a shame because, you know, and I feel sorry for DGI because they can't fix every, uh, you know, new version version that comes out. And then 7.0 Android kind of caused a problem, so I have to roll it back. I tried everything to um, see what their issue was, and they couldn't, couldn't do it. So, anyways. Yeah. Well, but there's a good note, though, right? So roll yeah. back the last stable uh, oh. OS. And, but, you know, you know when, you, when you call for tech support, they go, well, why don't you reset your – just do a factory reset? I go, well, that's not going to do anything, right? Because it's just going to go back to the previous – the same operating system. It just wipes everything clean. And they right. said, well, there's no way, no way to do it. And I'm going like, no, there's got to be a way. There has to be an internal link that I can reflash this yes. thing back. You. And, uh, yeah, long and short of it is whenever tech support says you can't do it, say, I want to escalate it to a higher tier, guess what? There's somebody that knows how to do it, right? So Yeah, and the other thing, that, you know, reading on uh, Mavic Pilot's uh, forum, uh, <coughs> you can afford to 
pick up, you know, a you know, like e- on eBay or something, uh, pick up a spare mobile device. Doesn't even have to be um, cellular. You know, you don't have to have a, a, a cell card, right? And yeah. actually have it on the your phone card. to yeah. plan. But have a dedicated device. Only run DJI, DJI Go uh, on it, um, and and forget about all the rest of the apps, except for the ones that you truly need for that particular experience, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I actually clean it up and help. I actually tried that, but the older phones don't have the horsepower to kind of handle the yeah. streaming, the full person view thing. So it, they usually they can't do it anyway. So much lag, you can't use it. So you need the the shield was great. It had two gigs of memory and uh, two gigs uh, processor, NVIDIA processor in there. It was under Android 6.0. It was running fine, man. It was perfect. Then the the new update just mucked it up. It was a muck. Hmm. Anyways, let's forget about my problems. Let's go to the good stuff. All right. So, uh, yeah, one of the things I know we want to talk about this week is, uh, you know, the Mavic is is kind of our our point of interest focus uh, for most of these, at least uh, first shows, right? And what is it? It's a camera drone, right? Um, So, you know, this week we want to talk a little bit about uh, you know, focus on the DJI Go app, talk about some of the options that we have uh, that we can set, uh, and then just some of the experience we've had with, uh, for instance, filters. Um, you know, I'll have something here to show you, the DJ, DJI uh, filters, um, how those come packaged, and then I have a little 3D print uh, slip case. Uh, we'll show you that. Um, and why do you need filters, right? So that's kind of the topic for this week, I think, that we wanted to focus on. Um, but before we get there, uh, the one thing I, I kind of wanted to bring up, uh, you know, it'll be my public service announcement, uh, is the, the one, uh, one night I was out flying, uh, just practicing with some of the filters and just doing a wide loop, you know, I took off in the backyard, uh, and, you know, I live in a little bit of a, in a neighborhood, right? So there's a lot of, quite a few houses. Um, and just did a wide loop and came back around, kept it in view, and uh, flying around 100 feet or so, and, you know, stopped in front of me over the top of the backyard, and I noticed as soon as I left go to the sticks that it really started drifting, right? So I looked down at the controller, looked down at the phone, uh, and it indicated that I had lost GPS lock. Um, Interesting, you know, and if anybody's, been following the forums, you know, this can happen, has happened, right? Uh, it didn't go into the classic, uh, you know, the toilet bowl effect bowl, yeah. as uh, has been described. So that's a good thing. Um, but it was drifting. And why was it drifting? Without GPS lock uh, to tell it exactly where it needs to be within a position on the earth, uh, now it's going to drift with the wind. So the winds were around 12 miles per hour, right? So basically, at that point, it's going to drift away because it doesn't know any difference now at 12 miles per hour in the direction of the wind, you know, most likely away from you, right? Uh, and the key takeaway here um, is uh, even though it relocked within a minute or two, right, and then maintain that position, uh, if you don't know how to fly your Mavic or any quad for that matter, uh basically in a non-GPS locked mode, um, you know, this can happen, 
right? And it will happen to you on occasion for whatever, you know, why the GPS dropped, don't know, but it can happen. Um, and so one thing to do is to definitely practice flying uh, in a non-GPS mode. Uh, and you can actually put the, the Mavic itself into what they call ATTI mode. Um, so you can actually force it into that mode. So now you have no GPS lock and practice flying it around and your orientations, right? So when it's facing you, it actually, the sticks are all backwards. Um, you know, how do you put it? How do you put it in any mode? It's a good question. And we have a way to show you that, but I'm not sure which buttons to push. So if you can look at that. Well, we, we can get to it later too. I mean, we can get into that. But when you, and I do, but when you, that's, that's when good. you lost, when you noticed that it was drifting, did the, uh, the controller say ATTI, co- uh, Addy, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it did, yeah. right? It didn't so say GPS, right? It gives you the green bar, right? Yep. And actually, if we just quickly flip here, um, because I'm I, my shop's down in my basement, um, you know, you'll see actually my screen now uh, from the DJI Go app, right? So it says no positioning, right? Gives you that yellow bar at the top, ATTI, right? Normally that's green, and it shows that you have GPS, right? And you can see over here, um, you know, that I have... Uh, three satellites, even though I'm in the basement, which, you know, that's actually pretty amazing. Um, but that's not enough for a lock. That's uh, because you're a Russian spy. You have your own satellites. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so the takeaway is, um, you know, and we'll, we'll figure out how to, how to illustrate here how to get into ATTI mode. It's actually one of the flight modes. Um, and so, Actually, maybe I'll just uh, yeah, I'll play with the, around with this while you guys are talking. Let's do it that way, and we'll come back to this because we'll use the same screen uh, to illustrate uh, some of the camera modes. Yeah, but you bring up a wonderful point. You have to, you definitely need to be semi-confident or slash competent in how to fly it without the, the FPV mode or just what with the sticks, and you know, there's. A lot of videos out there that showing you, you know, practice a, a circle and a figure eight and, you know, all that stuff and how to do that. One thing I have noticed is that it, the um, smaller the move, the better, you know, no f- quick moves and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, that has worked for me. And I've been uh, flying now in this, again, this is my first drone. So um, I've been flying pretty much from looking at the drone more than I'm looking at the first person view because uh, I, I I have a sense that how I want to fly to begin with and then I, I'm, I'm just flying that route visually and not trying to do it from any kind of litchy app or from the first person view at all so that's very helpful and then you know once you're concentrating on how you're like you said reversing the sticks which way it's going it's much easier I find anyways yeah Definitely. Being the novice, which I am the novice. I'm the baby, the oldest baby here, so what the heck. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Hey, the Mavic makes it easy, though, right? I mean, it, it definitely it does. Self, it self-flies, really. So I know two other people that have um, Mavics, and the, the one guy, that's his first quad ever. And the other guy, he had a Phantom 3, um, flew it two times and sold it. He, like, 
didn't really have interest, but he got a Maverick and I was like super into it. And, you know, they, um, they just can't stop talking about how much stuff is in the app. It's like, you know, it's overwhelming for them at first, but at the same time, it's like super easy. And it's like, well, it is super easy, but you still want to understand all the things that could happen, you know, for yeah. just exactly what you're talking about. What happens if it goes into Addy? What happens if your remote controller battery dies? What happens if, you know, you think you have object avoidance turned on and it's just going to stop or really it's going to try to go around? Like there's all these things that kind of mislead people into thinking it's so easy, but at the same time, it's so awesome because it is so easy. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people, I think, get, you know, lulled into a false sense of uh, security, if you want to call it that. Um, Which I blame on DJI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but from They're the simple point of view that the, the systems are so smart that they do kind of fly themselves, right? Uh, you, Dustin, and I, and I, and we'll get Jeff into it here eventually, uh, enjoy, <laughs> you can laugh about that later. Uh, but enjoy flying, you know, not only RC and, you know, I always point to my stuff behind me here. Um, but, but in particular, you know, FPV drones, right? Quads, uh, you know, here, here, up here in the view here, now this oops, is a uh, tricopter, right? That I'm building. And so you put a little camera up here and put the goggles on, right? And you fly, you know, from the cockpit of that, basically. And these things don't have GPS. Um, so when you have any sort of wind, it's going to drift with the wind, and you have to learn how to compensate for that. Um, where with the Mavics, the Phantoms, all these platforms, as long as you maintain GPS lock, uh, it, you know you let go of the sticks and the bang thing just stops right where it's at and waits for you, for goodness sakes. When you're flying other RC platforms, it doesn't stop and wait for you. Right? It continues to react to whatever... You told it yeah. to do. Yeah, so, yeah. That makes sense. Or in a plane, it's got to keep going for it, right? Or it's a fall out of the sky, for instance. So you got to stay on top of it. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thankful that everything is uh, – I let go of the sticks and it just goes pink. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's just rock solid for me anyways, right? I haven't And I haven't had the experience of lo- losing GPS lock. The only time I've – get that is when i'm like close to my car or something it has magnetic interference or something like that but uh um, not when i'm flying it though it was odd and and it was you know if you read on the forums it was exactly what people have said right yeah. uh, it dropped which you know okay not a big deal i have the experience of flying all kinds of platforms right but i looked down at the controller and it still showed you know, 12 to 16 satellites that it knew about, you know, which is way more than enough to actually maintain lock. Yeah, so, I would imagine. Yeah, why it did it, you know, who knows, right? Hopefully a firmware update will fix it um, because these, the Mavics themselves, you know, they can they can listen to two different types of satellite systems. Yeah, like Lonos and the other yeah. one, yeah. Um, which makes them almost impervious to... To losing too many satellites, right? The Phantom Three standard I had um, that would only do the um, you know the U.S. based yes. uh, GPS, and uh, you know, and so that sometimes struggled. There's times throughout the day where you could get as low as six, 
just because of horizon and trees and all that stuff, right? Um, so yeah, so. So wasn't uh, there a firmware update today? Did I see that? Uh, there was for iOS. There was an Android update for the app yesterday. Oh okay. I mean for for Android for the G, uh, DGI Go, it's four point dot four now. I oh, think. it was just an app update, not a firmware Correct. update. Okay. Although, interestingly enough, that usually precedes a firmware update, though. So, not saying that it will, but but that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I have to say DJI does do. They do yeah. kind of, I mean, this is like, the, I think the, I want to say the fourth update I've received for, since I had the Mavic, within two months, maybe. Yeah, and that's so, not a bad thing, right? Yeah, it's a good uh, yeah. They're staying on top of it. You know, some people have called it a, a beta test platform. And it's not beta test. I mean, everything's, for the most part, flushed out. And we still have, it's a very complex system, right? Yeah. So we still have are you guys, bugs. Are you guys using any of the intelligent flight modes at all? I've, I've played with them, like the follow me and stuff. Tap fly and follow are the two most I played around with. Yeah, I just did the, I'm just using the one, the uh, point of interest. And, and, okay, and um, okay, yeah, and I would like to, and I guess there's the other one, course lock. Yeah, use that. Yeah, that's actually really neat, um, because you can do basically a nice panning, right? So you yeah. can tell it to face this direction because that's your and subject fly. matter, and just yeah. fly sideways, right? Yeah, yeah. And then because the stick control is the same, you know, so we push forward, it's right. flying left to right or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, I use. I was going to say I used Active Track on a Gopher Tortoise um, this past weekend. Where at the flying field at the event there was a tortoise. He's probably about this big, and um, I just got real low and used him as a tracker, and I just slowly like followed him. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, so, and yeah. I use tri- I use tripod mode a couple times too. Which is, you know, rock solid. Just makes it very steady. Yeah, that's actually kind of neat. I did play with tripod, uh, especially in the backyard, like over the pond and stuff. Just yeah. slow, right, crawling shots, and you can push that stick all the way forward, and it locks down at a certain speed. So it really gives beautiful, you know, even the yaw, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for cinematic shots, and we'll talk a little bit more about that with the camera, right, later. Um, but yeah, tripod mode definitely, definitely a good uh, thing. Um, and I think we have a topic on here. Um, on and we can actually jump to this right now because uh, you know just talking about flying. Yeah, it's actually down in tips there. Um, but flying over creeks and stuff uh, using some of these smart modes can help uh, to alleviate some of the oddities that can happen. Uh, when we have so many darn sensors trying to help us, uh, in, in certain cases, they can actually hinder us, right, uh, and do some weird things. Uh, and one of those is a creek, um, you know, and they talk about the edge of the creek, so the transition from the sand or, or dirt to the actual reflective water. Uh, and so the downward-looking cameras kind of get confused, right, where if you can imagine a creek has a pattern on it, uh, that can be reflective at times uh, and then see-through at times. 
So that can throw these vision cameras that look down off. Um, you mean, are, are you talking about terrain mode where it's trying to keep a, a solid um, distance from the ground or just yeah, any so, ca- or just regular yeah. flying? So in terrain mode, uh, being one of those uh, functions, right, one of those smart modes, the, uh, the Mavic wants to stay at roughly 10 feet above the, the ground, yeah, right? Right. That's where object, all right. these functions yeah. really start working well. Uh, and so they actually lock it at that altitude and no lower. You can go higher, uh, but you can imagine if you're flying around a creek, you've got a lot of o- overhanging trees and stuff you got to watch out for. And in my particular case, I had a covered bridge I, I just wanted to pass under and go down a little bit and then turn around and come back and just get this nice you know, walking uh, shot of the bridge and the creek and everything. Uh, and so... At first, when I, when I came over the creek, I was about three, yeah, about three feet off the water. And I actually had times where the Mavic wanted to dip down towards the water, which is not good, as you can no. imagine, right? Um, for climb, and it was just kind of weird in altitude mode. Uh, and it using the downward-facing cameras, you know, depending on what feature you were over, it would get confused, too. In snapping it to the train follow mode, uh, it forced me to go to 10 feet. And then, man, was that thing locked in, no matter if it was water, if it was ground. Uh, and I could fly right, you know, the bridge was up high enough yeah. the way it was built uh, that I could just pass under the bridge. And, yeah, it actually worked quite well at that point. Uh, you just got to remember to cancel the mode. Uh, as you're coming back towards the, you know, your embankment because yeah, yeah, yeah. the embankment rises, and so now it's going to naturally just want to rise, and it may rise right into a limb or something, right? Uh, and you're not commanding it to rise; it's doing that because of the mode it's in. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so but any, but within mode. any of those modes, if you let go of the stick, it's just going to hover, right? Absolutely. Yep. GPS yeah. lock. It just yeah. sits there and waits. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hey, what do you guys stuff. think? You, th- you want to try to delve into the camera mode itself and kind of do that little demo that Dwayne wanted to do? Yes. So yeah, that'd be cool. That'll work. Um, you know, we'll jump. We'll go ahead and jump back here to the uh, to the app view. Give me one second with that. And just for those people, for the what we're. The podcast, Dwayne's going to go through the actual app itself about the different camera settings. Yeah, so on this here is, this in particular is an iOS screen. Uh, So this is DJI Go 4 uh, for iOS, current version. Uh, And as you can see, we have a lot of features up here on the screen, right? But the main bar that we want to look at uh, starts over here. Can you guys actually see my mouse? Wiggling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can. I oh, saw um, and also, so, just, to, just to note, you're, you have the grid lines on your... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually one of the features that I like. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, too. Uh, why, why we would want to do that and where we find that in the menus. Um, but so starting over here, we have ISO 100, right? And so that talks about how quickly the, the uh, sensor will be exposed by light. Uh, we have the shutter speed, which is the, uh, in traditional sense, is the speed at which the mechanical shutter would open and close 
in this case, it's, it's electronically uh, replicated, so that's at 50. Uh, we have an EV of negative 2 right now, um, and I'm actually... Yeah, I don't have my little scroll dial because I'm actually going through Wi-Fi back to the Mavic right now. And then we have white balance. Uh, so last time I flew, it was set up for sunny. Um, SD card's not plugged in. That's the next icon. So it says NA, so of course I can't record uh, as it stands right now. And we actually get a little no SD card over here on the record button too, um, which is actually kind of nice. That's a new addition. Uh, how many of us have taken off accidentally forgot to put the SD card in. I know I've done it at least once. Um, capacity, what we have left, right? And then we have autofocus and manual focus. Um, that's what those two stand for. So right now, autofocus is chosen. And then if we click on that, right, we can go to manual focus and we get this nifty little focus dial over here, you know, to scroll in and out and actually do the focusing manually. Um, so there, that's the basic indications of what's going on with your camera. Um, the next thing to think about is when you're taking a video um, and you're just flying over various types of ground, uh, the way that this particular little camera, and that's the key here, it is a little camera, it's a little sensor, um, reacts to the changes in conditions. So the changes in the amount of light getting into the sensor uh, tends to be a little bit more digital, more clicky uh, than, say, the Phantom Series cameras, which are larger sensors. So they can deal with a higher, what we call dynamic range, uh, a big, a larger band of light change from, from dark to light. Um, so because of that, uh, what you can see in your video is kind of a stair step uh Twitch of, of changing brightness within your video as you're passing over different uh, items on the ground, whatever you're filming. Uh, so the first thing that you can do to stop that is basically switch it from autofocus uh, to manual mode. And I'm sorry, it's actually not autofocus, but from um, auto. Auto capture to manual capture. Manual capture. Very good. Thank you. Um, And what that does is all of these settings up here get locked in at that point. Um, And then they they can't change automatically by themselves. So that's the first key. So if you're going to go shoot something, uh, if you're just doing casual shooting, take off, leave it in auto and fly and, and capture video, capture photos, have fun with it, right? But if you want to then take this uh, and take off and get something more cinematic, more movie-like, uh, that you're going to compile down into uh, a little movie and you don't want to deal with lighting changing, you know, the lighting conditions changing and stuff, take off. Uh, you can, you know, tap the focus and the screen there. And actually you'll, what you'll see there is the, the virtual joystick um, instead of that. Oh, I haven't seen that before. Do that again. Yeah, so that's the virtual joystick, and that's because he's in, in, he's in Wi-Fi mode. mode. Yeah, right. So you can actually get two of them up there. Okay. So you got you all over here, and I got to be oh, careful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so they become the joysticks instead of the controller. And just for any um, for the two viewers we have out there, show show them how you switch from manual to auto 
Yeah, so it's just simple uh, tap right there. I'm actually tapping on the this the AFC yeah icon right with so, my so finger. So you switch between so that's, the two. that's between autofocus and manual focus. Are you, but you're also talking about that actually um, also locks it from. Does it? I might have to stand corrected. Hold on. So if you go, that's where it is. You're right. I apologize. So let's get it right. So now it's in, and now you can see my uh, my shop, right? So nice. I see a lot of 3D printed parts over there. Yeah, this here is a 3D printed towel rack, actually. I was just looking at that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and a lot, of, a lot of lipos up there. Uh, yeah, need charging. Yeah, we got some 4S. Now we're completely off topic, but some 4S, right? Glaciers. But yeah, so Sorry, uh, that's where we go. So we'll do that again. So we're in the app, right? Now you can see me. Uh, and we'll go into the this little box up here. I'm sorry, no, the, the no, settings down here. This box yeah. takes you to the main menu. Oh, you know what? And there's a new thing I just found out. So clicking on that little box switches between joystick mode. Again, we're in Wi-Fi, right? We're not used to being in Wi-Fi. But uh, between joystick mode and click the focus mode. When, when you're in regular um, RC mode and you click on that box, it'll switch between enabling and enabling manual focus, but exposure that box will change to a circle and so then when you click on your screen um where you tap it'll it'll expose for that area yeah so we'll leave that up there then but yeah down here the little uh circles and lines right yeah i I call that the equalizer setting yeah Yeah, there you go it's like a sound equalizer. um and then once we're in here we have a uh, kind of like an aperture dial wheel, right? Uh, we have the camera settings. And so this is where we can set all, you know, our, uh, the quality of the video that we want to capture, 2K, 4K, all that good stuff. And that middle menu changes based on whether you're in video or still mode. Right. Correct. Uh, and then this is where we can get into some of where the grids and all that stuff are. Um, the less... The settings that we change much less. So in in the little aperture wheel thing here, we have auto right, and then we can go to manual. And what that's going to do is lock it. And you can see, uh, at least for my setup, it clicked right back to 100 ISO. And so we can. I'm going to try. You can and change it there if you want it, though. Yeah. Right. So we change our ISO. We change our shutter speed. Right. We change our EV. Let's say we can change our EV. Uh, that one's not happy and working. That's okay. Um, and so, yeah, so take off, right, back to the, what we were saying before. Take off. You can tap the focus. Turn that back on, right? Uh, when you're in auto, that'll also then auto-expose, set all your settings up, right? And then you can go and click the equalizer, and go to manual, and it'll lock all those settings, right? They won't change no matter what you're flying over. So that was the key takeaway there. Um, yeah, so some of the other settings that you can do, right? 
We go over here. This is your 4K. We, you know, a lot of us know about that. Now, do you guys normally shoot in 4K? I think we might have. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You can okay. always down, uh, downgrade it what? later, right? Yeah, Plus what I normally yeah. Um, this one here, and there's some question about if this is goofing things up at times. Uh, there's a whole discussion on Mavic Pilots about watercolor mode and all that. Um, and some people tie it back to this. But this basically allows you to change sharpness, contrast, and brightness of your processed image. And as you can see, I leave mine on standard, which is all zeros, right? So that's just the base, uh, no no changes through software uh, within the Mavic itself to my video as it's recording. Uh, you could do that in post, in my opinion. And then the other one is uh, color mode. So you could do normal, and I actually don't like normal myself. Uh, normal uh, is DJI's interpretation of what looks really good. And part of what looks really good to them is a very saturated picture. And by saturated, we mean lots of extra color, so color saturation. Um, a lot of people will shoot in either D-Log, uh, which will look kind of flat, or D-Cine-like. Um, but both of those give you a, a slightly higher dynamic uh, range as far as whites to black, so very bright to very dim. Um, and then you you work on that in uh, post-process. Um, if you don't care about post-process, that sounds complex. You don't know what that means. Uh, true color actually is a good option, in my opinion. Or and if you're lazy. Do all kinds of other weird things. What's that? I said, or if you're lazy. Maybe you, yeah, maybe, you're lazy. <laughs> maybe you like post-processing, but you're just lazy. Normal or true color might be a good option if you don't want to post-process. If you're one of those people also that are saying, what the heck are they talking about? This is just nuts. Take yeah. off and fly and leave it exactly the way it's set up, right? It takes fabulous photos just the way it is. Yeah, so. and, and again, you have to think of it as these are just templates that you know that yeah. they, you can apply. Just like if you were in a camera and you had sepia or whatever, right? Those are just individual templates that you can apply to the camera settings to make it easy. Yeah, and, and the problem, of course, with something like a sepia uh, filter, right, is yeah. that it's going to create a a orangish, brownish brown uh, hue, amber, right? Because yeah. that that's what the filter does. It makes it look right. old fashioned, right? But now you're stuck with that. You can't back that out because it's recording that way. Um, and that's where when we talk about post, when you drop it into your movie making program of your choice, you apply that that type of filter then um, that way you don't lose the, the true color in the actual image. If you want to use it for something yeah. else. And so. I've been shooting in Cine like, and then whatever I, and I shoot a, a lot of video and then I probably only used two videos that I've shot so far as something that looks, I think good enough to do go into post post edit and make it look nice, you know? So, so here's my question to you, Jeff and, and Dustin, if you've, if you've done Cinelike or even D-Log, um, have you seen this watercolor, you know, issue well, where you lose, basically you lose definition? Because well, What happens, it, it, it makes a little, uh, for me, the Cinelike is a little bit washed, just a little bit washed out. 
And yep. then when I apply the filter to it in Vegas Pro, everything pops. And you can make it, you can make it pop any way you want, you know. And you can, um, you have the option of like, like for example, I can uh, make it pop more, make a little bit flatter on the inside, and then as it flares out, make it more, you know, vibrant. So. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are drawn like inside a little bit, you know. So you can do all these different things that that like change the focus of how you want to adapt the brightness, contrast, and saturation, and you know it makes a more interesting shot, I think. But again, I'm a, I'm not a, a audio, I mean a video file kind of guy. I'm just kind of going off of what I've seen in different YouTube videos about it and applying what I watch. So Cinelike seems to be for post-op seems to be the better than the D-log from what I can tell. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I haven't done any post-processing um, on any Mavic footage since I've had it the last three so weeks So you shoot two so. Kreller? Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've um, had the Inspire for a couple of years. I was like super deep into Premiere Pro and uh, I don't know. I kind of hate video editing. <laughs> I've realized, um, so I like to just try to get it how I think it's going to look good, which a lot of times is hard if you're in the sun and you're looking at your phone, whatever, but, um, which is also why I think I have focus issues, but, um, but see, I like some to just, stuff, some of the stuff in post-op, you can take a boring shot that you, maybe you're moving too slow, right? And mm-hmm. you can speed it up in the post-op a little bit and sure. it just, it just kind of moves it along and add a nice clip because you might have taken it too fast or too slow and you can kind of change that a little bit but sure what do i know well no that's a good point right i mean that's why we do post it's get the feeling to get the flavor because you can't fly the the shot perfectly right yeah but you play with that afterwards and that's what post is all about right so, hey, getting back to your, your settings there, there's one setting that I think everyone should do on the the screen that you're on now. And that is um, on the, uh, if you scroll down, Dwayne, and not the grid, file, uh, file index mode. There you go. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, so a couple of different things, right? And you'll see some of these on my screen right now, but the file index mode, right? Right now I have continuous selected, right? And if we go over here, you can have continuous or reset. And the difference being is the way it numbers the files between each flight, right? So with continuous, it mem- remembers the last number it used that it tagged onto the end of the name, right? And then uh, next time you fly, it'll continue with the next number. So this way, it makes actually every file name unique between each flight. And it helps you to, if you're a type of person, and, and I actually have a bunch of folders myself with all my different flights in it, and at some point I'll purge them. Uh, but until then, I don't want to get rid of you know any footage until at least I've reviewed it. And so this helps you catalog all this stuff and not have duplicate file names. Uh, so, yeah, I personally suggest using continuous. If you use reset, every flight, it'll be, I forget what the heck the first part of the name is, but then 000, and then 001, and then 002, right? I think it's DGI 0001, DGI. Yeah, okay. And DGI, so, excuse me. 
you shut down, go for another flight, same day, right? Minutes later, and it'll restart at zero 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 again. So now you have two files with the same name. Uh, so that's what the continuous is all about, uh, and a very good thing to set. And I don't believe that it, is it reset or is it continuous on uh, on boot on uh, as default. Oh, on I, I, the, I the first initial yeah. was reset. Yeah. Okay. The initial oh, really? thing is reset. So yeah, it's probably something you need to set. Um, the other thing that you see on my screen, but is not recorded as part of the video, are these horizontal and vertical lines, right? And so that's the grid mode. Those don't get recorded into your video. Uh, those are simply to help you align the horizon. Uh, you know, in this mode here, it starts getting busy, and that's why I don't use this one. Uh, but it gives you the diagonal line so you know exactly where the center of the screen is. So if you want to set up your subject to be, you know, they talk about one-third, two-thirds, um, and actually to put your subject off-center. Um, but yeah. you know, if you want to know where the center is, that's what the diagonal lines are for in this case. Uh, the horizontal ones tell you your horizon, and of course you can have none. Um, but I like to leave the grid lines on. Um, and, I, and, so. and I think the, the phrase you're looking for is the rule of thirds. There you go. Yep, perfect. Thank you. And then the final one, because um, some of these are actually automatically on, um, is the one at the top here. That's so the histogram, right? We turn that off, and you see it go away, but you turn it back on. And you can actually click on that thing and drag it around your screen and drop it off wherever you want. You know, you put it right in smack a dab in the center if you really wanted to. Uh, but what the histogram does, all right, so if I go back over here for a second, Go to auto so you can see my wonderful shop. Um, you can see the histogram now is much more filled, right? And so you can kind of see as I move my hand through, it changes. Yeah. And what it's that basic, tells you, go ahead. I was going to say it basically tells you the white balance of the. Yeah, it tells you. So the left side is black and the right side's white, basically, right? And so this kind of gets into. Uh, if we have time tonight, we'll talk a little bit about filters. Um, but this gets into how to choose a filter, right? How to set the EV of your image uh, such that all of this information that you see on the screen here is is spread out kind of across the whole entire uh, field here. Uh, and that's kind of the best image at that point. And you can see it kind of tailed down, and then there's hardly any bright white. So there's nothing overdriven in the image, um, but it's very crunched up at the bottom, all right? So you may change some of your settings to spread that out or to move it um, so you get a better quality image captured, uh, again, for that post-processing uh, at the end. So they're kind of the features uh, I would suggest. Um, yeah, everything else is automatically set for you on uh, those other green bars. The front LEDs will automatically turn off when you go to video or take an image, and that way you don't get the red cast of the LEDs uh, in your image if it's something close. Um, yeah. So and that might be helpful at, when you're shooting at night a little bit as well to get rid of the... Yeah, you can get kind of, because of what the position, kind of a red cast across the lens itself. Boy, doesn't it sound like I know something, but I really don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Don't lie. You do. 
It's all it's all about it's you know again it's about watching shows like this and other YouTube videos and you know as uh, Dustin would say read the manual which I still haven't done by the way. Well, <laughs> uh, very sad. the fact you don't need to, I guess. Uh, no, no, you do. You really do. At least glance to the quick start manual, people. All right. So, um, what do you guys think about uh, what the next topic should be? Uh, oh, man. Some news topics, if you want. Well, I think we should talk about um, uh, DJI goggles. Oh, the you goggles. Know. You know, Go because the, I've been waiting for these things to show up or just to, you know, because they, they announced them when they – they announced the Mavic and the goggles at the same time, I believe, right? And um, there's nothing – there's no information from DJI other than an occasional post from someone on a forum saying, I have the beta version. I tell you I really like it. But, you know, there's no time frame. There's no – Damn you, Blade Strike. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Blade Strike, yeah. So what do you – I mean, is this a kind of chronic thing with – DJI, where they announce something that's going to happen, and then it just doesn't really seem to happen quickly? So here's my take on it. I believe, uh, and this is actually one of our other news topics uh, that we had thrown in there, uh, if you look at kind of some of the things that they're doing right now, uh, they've put out to uh, some of the top FPV drone pilots, right, or you know, racing pilots, uh, a DJI racing frame, right? It's all aluminum, yeah. carbon fiber, uh, and it has their own, uh, what we call the ESC, the electronic speed controls and motors, and it's really their own kit. Uh, the only thing that's missing that I think will coincide with the release of these goggles <coughs> be a camera system that uses a similar setup that the, uh, the Mavic has in it, you know, which are calling software related uh you know whatever that's supposed to mean but but i but think it would have it would have to be ocusync because everything's on ocusync right whatever yes, yeah, the heck exactly. that is right? it'll be and, and so if you look at again if you look at what's going on kind of in the community uh, the drone racing community uh there is a product that's already out there that provides an hd link uh from the quad uh to a set of goggles or you mean out of from, the control, from the controller to the goggles, right? Yeah. You know, out of yeah. HDMI and plug it into your own HD goggles. Um, and so that's the only product out there. I think DJI or D, yeah, it, we always say DGI, but DJI, uh, I think they want a piece of that market. Uh, so I think the goggles were prematurely announced only because it had a similar technology and was compatible with the Mavic, but they weren't ready by any means yet. Uh, when you read that Blade Strike article, right, he says, I can only tell you so much, but they're coming. Um, and I, I got to believe that that's why. So what do you believe the price point will be? You think well, over 600 Bear. <laughs> I know, that's a crappy answer. Um, yeah. 600 I think that's reasonable. I, would, I think yeah. when you look at an HD setup, um, you know, even HD setups are, are a little bit more than that, even right? The receiver, the goggles, 
uh, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, I, I think that's appropriate, you know, approximately the price range, six, 700 bucks, somewhere around there. Would you get them? Uh, would I get them for the sake of flying with my Mavic or for the sake of flying, putting their system in, in one of my quads? Oh, well, yeah, you, that's with that. That's the other side. Yeah. I, I, I believe we're going to sell a camera system separate, you know, not a gimbal, like what the, the Mavic has. It's going to be a fixed uh, focus camera, uh, HD camera that goes through their, their OcuSync system. Uh, and then up into their goggles, right? Or possibly to an HDMI port, we'll see. Um, no, I, I actually would not. And the only reason why is because I already have equipment. Uh, because I fly, you know, stuff like this, right? So uh, you, I have, do you have a, a fat shark? Is that you? Fat shark, exactly. Uh, I actually just purchased, uh, just for the sake of having a second set of goggles for visitors and all that stuff. Uh, fat shark now makes this neat little box our goggles what's that the transformers right exactly i ordered a set of those uh because the neat thing about those is is the monitor that actually forms the image to your eyes when you're wearing them pops off and becomes an actual just fpv monitor and so now you mount it on tripod and um so i have that and then i have my regular flat shark you know goggles that you put over your eyeballs uh look like a dork like everybody else great and with that i got what i need right so i wouldn't be buying them um dustin dustin you have fpv got do you have fat sharks yeah. as well yeah i have fat sharks and before that i had the head plays which are a head mounted display similar to the transformers they don't have a screen that pops out but it's basically a big giant horse feed bag looking thing that sits on your face but the image was awesome and i Originally got those for the Inspire, and because you could just plug a HDMI out into your remote control, plug the the in into the goggles. But they also had a receiver that you could also use for the standard 5.8 um, FPV frequency. And I really liked them. Awesome picture. It was a super cool experience flying with the Inspire that way. But they were just so big, and like I travel a lot, so trying to take them on planes and stuff. I always had to have them in a separate, they're almost their own separate bag. So I eventually switched over to the Fat Sharks, which I don't regret because um, they're a lot smaller, a lot more portable. But for the for the HD experience, the the head plays definitely won. So I think, I think there's something to be said for like the big immerse. It was more immersive, I think. And I don't know if these are, you know, one... I don't know, maybe you guys know, but is it one screen per eye? Is it one big screen? Yeah, there's no information yeah. yet. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, and so, I got to say, have you tried the Transformers, uh, Dwayne? They actually will come tomorrow. So nice. have, okay. the neat thing about the Transformers uh, is that, you know, here's this here is actually one of the cheaper foam box jobbies here. Um, and sadly, I, I got these on Banggood. And the stupid monitor uh, fuzzed out on me after just like a couple of uses. So I kind of that's the side point. But so this is what we're talking about when we talk about the like the, the head plays. Um, but the transformers are about half this size. Same kind of you know box look, 
but they're about half the size. And the, the reason they could do that is they did a pretty cool mirroring uh, situation where the, the image actually forms on the top, reflects down in and bounces around uh, through prisms and stuff. So that way they can get the focal length uh, down, right? So uh, because it, the light's traveling further, and we, we'll stop there with the, the techno stuff yeah. there. But, uh, so, yeah, it's not as big, you know, it's, it, you know, just as a head comparison, right? I don't know if I, yeah. yeah. You know, you can see how far this thing sticks out. You can see why it would be uncomfortable. So if you shorten that up to about half that length, I'm hoping the Transformers, yeah, and I'll still wear my Fat Sharks, um, but the the Transformers hopefully will be light enough and, and not so bulky and so, hanging off the head, you know, end of your head like that. So what about just uh, the VR headsets like Google Cardboard using a Litchi app that, that does the virtual, the VR kind of thing? Has anyone tried that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we have a micro center around here. And they have the uh, you know, everybody makes these these plastic box knockoffs, right? So they yeah. sell one for twenty bucks. So I did buy one. Uh, I do have Litchi. You know, you have to pay for that app, uh, but yeah. the Litchi will split the image, you know, into the two eyeballs, which is right. a, what that requires. Um, and so, yeah, I'll give. Hopefully, this weekend I can give that a try. Yeah, because that would be a very inexpensive solution, right? If you're, yeah, I mean, it would yeah. be fifty bucks versus whatever. Yeah, I mean, Target sells sells these boxes, right, for your phones. You put your cell phone in, right, and obviously yeah. you're using Android or or iOS. iOS, yeah. You just snap it up in there, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, then you have the cost of the Litchi app because the Go app doesn't give you the split screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Litchi app was like. I mean, I, I bought it when it was on sale for like $11, so... Oh, that's, yeah, so that's not bad at all. No. One time, you know, it's not like $11 a month, you know, so it's... Uh, I think it's $25 or something for it. Yeah, normally. So do you use the Litchi app at all? I, no, I haven't. I, have, I haven't used it because um, I'm looking forward to it. I want to get everything very, very stable where I don't worry about anything crashing. Yeah. Uh, and then you know start trying the only thing i want to what i want to do with the litchi app is use the pre the waypoints uh for pre flight you know pre program flight yeah and then record it have it love it what it does and then you know i can run that same thing multiple times at different times of the day and you could see a little time lapse or time lapse and you can really make it look really kind of cool especially it's flying the same exact flight maybe you know at sunset versus yep. you know afternoon and you can just kind of do a really slick kind of transition over you know and um that's kind of yep. what i want to try to do but i'm not there yet in terms of the confidence of this uh nvidia being 100 percent stable so but that's what kind of scares me and we talked a little bit about that in the first episode, but about these third-party apps, yeah. uh, having enough confidence that they don't have bugs, right? Uh, yeah, and that's, a, that, but, software. you know, and, and, and that's part of the issue, but if you, if you're DJI, right, and you want, and they're using, they're using an API, putting out their API to everybody, yeah. right? Drone deploy and litching and, and all these, Absolutely. so they, you have to be able to use these things that they are, that's why they're doing it, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm 
It's, and for now, I just want to master the Go app first and then work on the Litchi app. So I'm probably about a month away from Litchi, which is fine because, you know, yep. I'm, I'm just a but, month but, away. Yeah, and it gives you some neat extra functionality, right, that the Go app doesn't give you. So uh, yeah. the one thing that... The, the panorama, basically. <coughs> That's pretty cool. And it gives you the waypoints. Yep. Pretty much. And the VR, if you want to try to do that. Other yeah, than that, I think they the, have the same stuff. The, the waypoints is more that you can pre-plan because the actual Correct. Go app does do waypoints. But, yeah. yeah, I don't believe you can pre-plan. And, and with Litchi, you can actually do it on your PC, right? And yep. kind of set everything yeah, yeah. and then Set-up download the, the file to the, your phone and fire it up. So Now, the one thing I did read uh, is, is if you're going to be going switching between the apps, make sure you, you know, force close the yeah. app that you're not using because they can conflict like go, you know, the DJI yeah. go and, and Litchi or there's a uh, autopilot, I think is another one. Yeah. And, and what I do is I never say when I plug in the USB into my phone or whatever, the tablet, and it comes up and says, do you always want to use this app? And I say, no, just once. <coughs> right. So I don't want it to use it as a default. And then I'll just select the one when I get to the point where I, I use both. So that will be the answer to that problem. Yeah. Cool. Um, I use drone deploy a lot for like mapping stuff. And, um, I will say I've forgotten to close, like I'll just go to the DJI, DJI app and then go to the drone deploy app without closing them. And it, it seems to work. Okay. Um, and that's on iOS. I think it might be a bigger issue on Android, but I'm not sure. But I used drone deploy today for the first time on the Mavic. And, um, it was just right. Re- just, what I read on the drone deploy forums was if you leave the camera settings in auto, they're way overexposed. And that's what I did. And sure enough, the whole, the whole ortho mosaic stitch was in way overexposed, but if you put it in manual, they're all out of focus. So that's like a next test is to put it in manual and and see what happens. And so I don't know, after seeing the, the two people I know that don't have much drone experience that have Mavic's, they have no focus issues whatsoever. So I'm starting to think that either I'm overthinking it or I have a bad camera. So we'll see. Um, couldn't you, now what happens if you set, you know, I noticed when Dwayne was showing that you can actually set the focus to infinity. Would that work? Uh, no. If I set it all the way to infinity, it's still blurry. I have to, it's like a, I don't know how to give a unit of measurement, but it's, if I put it to infinity, it's out of focus, and the only way the macro focuses is if I'm on the ground just bench testing and close to something. So, so it can obtain focus and maintain focus, but certain situations is tricking it, or you would think so. Okay, so if I put it in autofocus and say I'm at like 100 feet, mm-hmm. I focus on something straight below me and I put on manual focus and I don't change altitude and I just fly a straight line after like five minutes. If, if the video is still rolling or I take a new video or I take a picture later, it's a lot of times it'll, it's out of focus. Drifts, drifts out of focus basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I might have to, uh, do RMA. 
I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm actually going over to my friend's house that has one tomorrow, so I'm going to play with this. And yeah, same way. Bring mine and just do the same exact, make sure all the camera settings are the same, go to the same altitude, fly the same flight path, and just compare the videos after and see what happens. Because the, the focusing is a mechanical uh, movement of the lens, right? So it, it's perceivable, conceivable, that... You know, any vibration is going to allow that to, you know, drift, right? Walk, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're looking down or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but hmm. when yeah, in dro- are, find out in drone deploy, it, you you're you're using a, a specific app, and it, you cannot like change the uh, like it can't be like in tripod mode or anything like that. So right, it's in the app. That app is taking control of the, the right. Pattern. Right, and I just used that app for the first time today. I mean, the the focus issues I've been having is just in the normal DJI Go 4 app. Um, but I now, will say, are, are there any settings in Drone Deploy that that override the settings in the camera settings? You know what I'm saying? Is there camera settings within Drone Deploy? That's no, a better way of putting no. It. So if you put it on. Um, manual camera settings, then whatever the last settings were in the Go app, it'll use those. Hmm. Um, and focus should like carry over, but it's, it's like a known issue with using that app with the Mavic. But the issues I'm having are, are not with the drone deploy app. It's just in normal, normal use. And I will hmm. say when I, when I got the Mavic, when I first opened up the box, the, um, gimbal lock and then the dome were both off of it and the the lock was like laying on its side so the the camera was just like sitting on that hard plastic and i'm wondering if something in shipping messed it up and so i thought that was interesting that it was like that and the box was sealed but i looked at the uh the records in the app and it showed a flight like six days before that um in the records and I couldn't like view the flight, but it showed that like, if you go to warnings, mm-hmm. there was like a high wind warning six days before when I received it. So I'm wondering if, you know, somebody flew it, they put it back in the box. They didn't put the game cover on right. And just some mechanical, something got messed up in shipping. So we'll see. I'm going to test it a little more this weekend when I fly with the other guys that have them. And then, well, that's just that's a sad thing. Sad. It is sad, but I got so many projects and family members. I won't even miss it <laughs> if I have to send it back. Well, well hopefully, I have a quick turnaround. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side story: I have a uh, uh, different day, different story, but uh, a DJI. Osmo Plus, which is the handheld gimbal. Uh, I took it up to uh, the AMA Expo East, and I was getting a bunch of footage up there, and then it just decided to die. The gimbal itself, the camera was fine, but the game, you know, it went limp basically, right? Um, so while I was actually still up there, uh, I was going through DJI Online support and going back and forth with them. 
Uh, and that all went actually pretty well for, for as much as everybody complains about it. I had no issues, right? And they, they came around and said, okay, fine, it needs to be RMA'd. Go to this website, DJI support, blah, 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 right? And fill out the form and, and we'll send you a UPS shipper. So when I got home, I did that and sent me a UPS shipper, shipped off the next day. So point being is, you know, here, here's a RMA case, right? DJI went out to California, gets there tomorrow. We'll see how quickly it turns around and gets back. Um, I know the Mavics may, may be a little short on parts or something, maybe a little different, but so far so good. Uh, so far as dealing with cool. DJI, that's encouraging. Yeah, uh, you know, and I use the online chat form, not forum, but the online chat window thingy yeah, as opposed support. to trying to call them on the phone, and, and that worked fine. So I'm happy. Yeah, I would never call them on the phone. I, I did that; that was a mistake. But I wanted to walk through it, see how hard it was, or how long. So we're right. good. So what do you guys think? You think we're kind of done for this evening? We're all, I think we're about an hour here. I think we're good. Uh, we got a few other, yeah, we've got plenty of other topics for next show. Um, did you want to bring up any of the, more of the news stuff or we'll, we'll save that for next time? I think we should probably save it for next time. I think okay, we're, we're running about an hour now and I think hour and four minutes to be exact. So I think we should probably... Jeff's got Slowly a down step. No. <laughs> you know why? I mean, I'm doing the podcast, right? I'm, I'm recording it, and I could, it tells me what the minute marker is, right? So no, it's up to right. you guys. We can keep on going, but I'm thinking. No, that's all right. I've been looking at my watch, too. I'm just as guilty. All right. So let's do this. I'm going to play the outro, and then uh, we'll close this down, okay? Cool. Happy. Happy flying. Yeah, have a good weekend. And that's it for RC Drone Quest, episode number two, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you so much. That's Sweet it. I stopped, I, All right, I stopped it. Oh, um, I got to Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.